First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to episode 88 of your favorite weekly podcast, the pot of the everyman, the pot of fun. We're having fun. Fun, the fun, two, fun, fun. We're having fun. The Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew, your, your lovable fuzzballs. We're here to give you the best of sports and movies every week. Drew, how you doing tonight? D&J got the balls and the fuzz. I, I, am, I, am I allowed to love that? Because I love that. You should. That. You should. We got the balls and the fuzz. We got the balls and the fuzz. I think we have a t-shirt coming. <laughs> oh, man. So many good ideas. Good, man. Big, big week. Big week. Big week. All An right. NBA champion will be crowned. Finally, the one with skates is actually going to start their friggin' championship, for God's sakes. It's only been, seven, it's only been seven months. Yep. And then we're going to give our favorite champions in movies here at beer too it's gonna be funsies yeah i'm sad i left my note my notes upstairs on it so i'm just doing from memory <laughs> gotta do you, it you, from memory you want me to talk for 30 seconds while nah, you get the sprint no it's like upstairs upstairs it's like two it's a whole it's a, it's a whole production so, okay, so you, you want me to talk for 75 seconds while you do the sprint upstairs no 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 i got this well in that case let's assume positions for the world famous two brew salute ready three two one. Oh, oh, come on now. Oh, there it is. Um, so because on the two for ones, Tori's been jagging us around about drinking nothing but IPAs. Tutti and, fruity rose. And we've been jagging him around for drinking passion fruit milkshake something or another. <laughs> I'm gonna go with neither of those. Just a plain Jane, some some oldies but goodies. Stella Artois out of a bottle. What do you got, buddy? Uh, I'm rolling Nectar of the Gods two nights in a row, baby. Look at you. Baby. Found all these things up in that so, mag- magical garage of yours. Uh, so, I mean, am I, am I, am I right? Am I, you're not wrong. If you're you wrong, saw, you saw if you're wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. If you're wrong, I don't want to be right. Speaking of being wrong and not right, and Oof. I mean, just bad luck, bad luck, eek, eek. Mr. Ed- Edward Berlanga, f- once upon a time a favorite of the pod. I mean, I gotta say, I mean, he he gets he gets the unanimous decision. Uh, the the scorecards were much wider than they should have been. Horrific. Um, you know, he just it. <sighs> I'm really sorry. What happened? What you didn't happened? Watch. Yeah, it's actually. I, I just, I just, how did we get here from from that guy who climbed up on the ropes and said, "I'm an effing monster." How did yeah. we get from there to here? Uh, it's actually you didn't watch Entourage because, and, and by the way, uh, I, I'm really, I've never really been disappointed when tweets don't get a lot of action. But my my comparison of Berlanga's career to Vinny Chase's career from Entourage, I thought was golden. Nobody cares. Uh, there, there was one uh, coworker like, of mine who saw it and, and liked it. Shout out to George. <laughs> um, you know what it is, dude? I think, uh, I think when he got knocked down in that was the Fury undercard, right? When he when he hit the mat. 
Um, could have been. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I think, don't remember I, wait, anymore. I, I, I know he tore his bicep in that fight, but I think I think that got him spooked. I really do. I think that um, I think that's messed with his confidence. And he, uh, you know, somebody. I don't know if I don't know if it was a tweet or if it was uh, the live uh, the live uh, commentators. I think it was a tweet. Like Berlanga, it um. He looks like a guy where it was really easy, and now it's not, and he doesn't like it. Like I, I just... think it's more than that. Okay, what I, do you think I, it I, is? I think I think he'd be willing to do the hard work. I think he is. I like your I, one. I like. I think your comment of him being spooked is more accurate, and I think he's just lost. I think he is absolutely lost. I think he is the definition of being overcoached. And to the point where he's just lost who he is as a fighter. Yeah, um, and, fair. And, and, and I think, and conversely, you look at someone like Deontay Wilder, who, you know, elite punching power compared to all-time punchers. Yeah. And he added wrinkles here and there, but he never got away from being that one-hitter-quitter magical puncher. Um, and, I, you know, you, Edgar obviously needed rounds. He obviously needed to develop his skill. But they've totally taken away the thing that made him him. And yeah. I, I think it's all over. I think he's just thinking out there instead of, like, just freaking attack this guy. Just just once. Like, imagine if Mike Mike Tyson, if, if all of a sudden they were like, Mike, d- don't worry about the knockout. Like, if, if, you, if you look like you're about to hurt this guy, we just want you to, to work on some things. Like, now, granted, Mike Tyson was an excellent boxer, which people even still today, for some reason, don't give him credit for. But defense is impregnable. <laughs> I, I eat, I tell you hot out, I eat the children. Um, yeah. But no, he, he, he doesn't get the, the, the respect he deserves as a te- tactician. But Ed- Edgar, I, I don't know who's, you know, I think they said, what, a n- new, new uh, trainer, uh, the last couple fights, or maybe this fight, I don't know, but. Yeah, this guy needs to get back to using his instincts and then add wrinkles in. Um, and may- maybe it is spooked, like you said. Maybe just from from getting clocked. Um, may- maybe he's just spooked, but it's 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 a whole lot of not good. It- it's a whole yeah, the lot most... of not good. And listen, it's fine to try to start again, getting rounds, refining your boxing skills, and working on things. The problem is like. He, he, he wasn't even really doing that. Like, yeah, like, okay, like, he was trying to work a jab, but... Yeah, that there was were, it. He wasn't there, even yeah. doing, like, combos or anything. Like, there were so many times when Angulo would, like, just throw wide, and, like, Barlanga had the opportunity. If he was if he was just willing to maybe have to eat one, like, he could have hurt him, like, with some combos and, and trapped him. And did he go to the body, like, at no, all? not really. Like... Just, with, just with the jab a little bit. Yeah, so, so that's what that's what was disappointing. It was like, okay, like, okay, cool. You you, you have you have a longer reach than this guy, and you're hitting him with with a jab. Like, you, you gotta do anything? <laughs> you gotta do anything else? Uh, yeah, not a great look. Um, and again, you know. if he's if you're fighting uh, somebody else who's elite, and you're able to control them like that, okay. Like like we give Haney we gave Haney credit versus Cambosis for doing basically that. But like, dude, they're 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 sending you guys up there. Sending you guys so you can work on stuff like yeah, not not just jab your way to to a unanimous decision like they they're trying to set you up 
So you could work on combos and body shots and defense and this and that and footwork, head movement, and just none of it is there. It is, it is, it's honestly, I wouldn't even say it's maddening or frustrating. It's just disappointing. Yeah. It's it's just disappointing. It's just sad. Like, maybe not sad. It's just, uh, it's just disappointing to watch. Yeah. I mean, the, and just the last, because it's not, the fight wasn't worth talking about for this long. Uh, him biting the guy. Just oh yeah, insane! Yeah. Like in, insanely ridiculous that he Speaking bit this of Mike guy. Tyson. Um, and then in the last, what was it? The last twenty seconds, they started a Berlanga chant, and he started to like do a raise the roof thing, and almost got clocked. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't, I don't like you're you weren't good enough to be doing that. There was another time in the fight too, and I don't know if if you were watching where like. He stopped. Like they're in the middle of the ring. He just stopped and looked at the ref because he thought he got. I guess he thought he got low blowed. And like the ref's nowhere near him. Like and that was. I'll tell you that was Angulo's oh, like mistake of the fight. As soon as Berlanga did that, like it was a good three four second pause. He should have just laid his ass out, and he could have he could have put himself uh, in a couple of paydays. Um, yeah, but yeah, was what it was. So. Yeah. Let's talk about a real monster. Yeah, let's talk about coming up this week. The only perfect fighter out there. You know why? You know why Arthur Betterbeev is a, a perfect fighter? Why? 17 and 0. How many knockouts? 17. 17. He make me mad. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, Arthur, the, the blood, sweat, and tears. Um, talking about how he got head butted by um, oh, uh, Brown what was it? Michael Brown. Yeah, was it Michael Brown or Mark or Marcus Brown? I think it was um, Marcus Brown. Yeah, and yes. um, got head butted. Opened up one of the nastiest gashes oh, yeah. you can imagine on, on Arthur Better Bev's forehead. Um, and then they they were talking about stopping it, so he just. He, he said about the cut, uh, you know, they said they almost stopped it and made me mad. So, and then he just smiles and nods his head like, uh, so, you know. And then they just go cut the highlights of him just punishing Marcus Brown and, and ending the fight. Um, so, Joe, Joe Smith Jr., hell of a fighter in his own right. Drew, why don't you just go ahead and rattle off the tail of the tape and the records and everything. We'll go All right, let's start with the WBC IBF light heavyweight champion of the world, Arthur Betterbiev. Like I said, 30 or 17 and 0, 17 knockouts. Uh he's 37, so he's not a young guy. Uh you know, good you not know, at all. spent a lot of time in the amateurs and the Olympics before he turned professional, like a lot of the European guys do. Uh he is 5'11 and a half with a 73-inch reach. Uh, his last win, he won by to your point, he won by a knockout against Marcus Brown. Uh, Joe Smith Jr., the beast from the East, the common man, he is twenty-eight and three with twenty-two knockouts, uh, a lot of power. He's six foot with a seventy-six inch reach, so he's got about half an inch on better BF, and he's going to have a three-inch uh, length advantage and he hails from long island new york so he will be you know in theory he's gonna be the uh Home. yeah he's gonna have the fans behind him here in this one and his last fight was a uh knockout the corner stopped the fight against steve 
uh, Garford, who was a late replacement because of COVID. That was a guy who just kept the high guard for nine rounds, and Smith just eventually got him out of there. Yeah, a frustrating fight to watch. Um, everyone expected Smith to get him out there early. The guy played a lot of defense and took him nine rounds to finally finish the guy off. Yeah. Um, and sorry, and Smith is 32, and he's the WBO light heavyweight title. So we got three three titles on the line. <sighs> Man, Who fun times. Two? Better be if. Okay, for some reason I thought you only said one for better be if. WBC, IBF. Yep, there it is. Um, And, yeah, it's going to be in the Hulu Theater. The house that T.O. built. There will be two strapping young gents in attendance. That's right. Jordan and Drew, we will be there in the Hulu Theater. D&J Fuzzy Balls. D&J Fuzzy Balls. So, you know, we, we've come to be known as the number one uh, live card amongst boxing fans. Uh, as per the people who follow us and comment, um, that's excellent. It's, a, it's excellent. very scientific, but excellent. Um, yeah, so we're, we, we, got, probably, we, 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 we probably we're, won't we're be using those PBC uh, pay per view uh, metrics. Yeah, we probably won't be bringing you a live card because you, you know what? When we're there in person, we don't want to have our face in our phones. So <laughs> correct. We're, correct. We're probably we'll probably do what we did for the Loma fight. Take some pictures. You know, put put some of that up there for 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 the fans, but hey, don't expect a card from us this time around. Yeah. Um, um, but are you ready for the uh, the betting odds? We gonna talk about the fight at all? Um. Okay. We could do that. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, I think that. Uh, I always forget how we do this. If we do like the odds and then talk about why uh, we the odds just, are that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, or... there's no style. If you, if listen, if you want, if you, if you want standardization, this isn't the podcast for you. Okay, that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you know, better be of is definitely the favorite in the fight. Um, yeah, I think most people before Bivol just completely whitewashed Canelo. I think most people would have said better be of is was the best 175 pound guy in the division. Kind of hard to say that now with Bivol just literally whooping Canelo's ass the way he did. Um, you know, he we you know he 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 just doesn't stop. He just keeps coming for you. He's just this big bastard. We that's what we call him. He just even if you hit him, he just he just keeps coming at you like a wrecking mm. ball, man. Um, but he's got you know he's got he's obviously got power. I mean, the dude's chest is like it's it, it, he's just chiseled out of his mind. Um, but he does have good boxing skills, so he's not just like a power guy. Like he's not just you know he's just not looking to hit you with one shot. He'll he'll break you down to the body, hit you in the arms. Like he'll he'll give you a little short shots that just start to start to take their toll. And the best example of that was the uh, Gavazic fight, um, where we yeah. missed our chance to to go see him live uh, back. Geez, I guess 2019 that was at this time. That was the last time Better Be was in a title unification. And Gavazic, you know, Olymp- uh, you know, Olympic uh, pedigree. You know, he was taller, had length. You know, thought to be the better boxer, and better be if just took him apart, like just took his time and just started to pick him apart round by round and break him down until Gavazic just just kept getting dropped and they had to stop the fight. Um, if you think of like waves beating against a rocky coastline, like that's that's the analogy I could say for better be if it's just like crash after crash. After crash, there's churning. It's like, yeah, don't don't go stand on those rocks. You're you're gonna get swept away by the ocean. Like that's that's what it feels like. It's like 
You're, he's just gonna. He just keeps coming, wave after wave, pounding after pounding. It's just it's, the exact uh, opposite of Goff on prom night. Um, and then you have Joe Smith Jr., who you know, I. I wasn't he's sure gonna... if I should laugh or just let let that linger out there. That was a good one. That was a very good one. Yeah, thanks. You set that up. Good, good, tea, good tea up. Um, so Joe Smith Jr., you know, he's he's had an interesting journey. You know, he he first got famous by retiring Bernard Hopkins, who granted was like you know fifty nine when he fought him, but you know he was still a, I mean still a world heavyweight champion, man. Like Hop, B Hop at forty nine was still dangerous, which is crazy to yeah, think yeah. about. Yeah, he had a belt, and, and Joe Smith Jr. punches his lights out. Go- Knocks him out of the, the ring. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on a little run, and then he's got a, you know, he goes up against, he he fights Bivol in his first title shot. And, you know, Bivol, it, it was a good fight. You know, Bivol beat him. Um, so he kind of had a reset again. But, you know, since then, I mean, Jesse Hart, Alvarez, he's probably fought the better names than yeah. better be of yeah. um i know i put a lot of i put a lot of stock in the in the in the Gavazic win just because uh, you know of his pedigree you know he's he's an egus guy and he's got yeah, teddy atlas in his corner yeah. But yeah definitely the better resume for for joe smith jr um he Was struggled that teddy his... atlas's last last fight in a corner it might have been yeah i don't i don't i think he just been so all social media since then yeah, that might have been it, because uh, Gavonzik retired after that. So, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, he's definitely struggled his last two against v- Vlasov, which was hey, for the. Sorry to cut you off again. Did did they throw in the towel on that one? Did did Teddy Atlas throw in the towel? For I don't think he threw in the towel. I think he just. Okay. I think it was like. Uh, I think the ref stopped it because it was. I like couldn't three. remember. So, yeah, sorry I, to cut you off. No, nah, I think the ref stopped it. Um, okay. Because he just went down too many times. I think it was just just the accumulation of getting beat up. Yeah. Um. But maybe he did. I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Um, but yeah, Joe Smith Jr. He's yeah in the Vasilev fight. You know, he's like an, he was an awkward, quirky fighter. So like, I get it. But what they, something they were bringing up in the broadcast that they were using as a positive was like how Joe Smith, you know, going into the tenth round, he sat down with his trainer and you know he said, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I if I if I got this in me tonight. And the trainer goes to him, well, you better because if not, we're at we're like we're done. This is it, man. Like we're not getting another title shot. And then it's like, ah, oh, then he went out there and he took it. I, 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 I had that fight score to draw. Like, you could have easily said he lost that fight. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember watching that one. But, yeah, it was uh, – I think Berlango – that was when Berlango was on the undercard back when he was still a monster. But And, uh, you know, like I said, he, he fought a weird dude on a, on a last-minute replacement last fight out. But, you know, it took him a while to get him out of the, out of the fight. Uh, I like Joe Smith. You know, I like his mentality. Great story. Um, again, he's, you know, he's, this will be, he will be the hardest puncher. I think that better be of, well, fought. better be has been knocked down before, by the way, like it's not, he's just never been beaten, but he's, he's hit, he's hit the mat. Um, as is Joe Smith jr. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Like blood, blood, sweat and tears is the perfect, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, theme of this fight. I was trying to find music. The, uh, that one song, like the instrumental, that's like da 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 da. You know what that? Is? Which one that is? Uh, da, 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 da. I, no, I do no. not. All right, I'm not. I'm Sorry. not doing it. I'm not doing it justice. So, because um, it's your, just your it, voice sounds like an angel. You're like a mixture between jerk and I can sing high like this. You're a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be awesome. Um, again, a lot of blood. These guys are gonna go to war. 
I think that whoever I'll be I'll be curious to see. I think each guy's going to get hurt. Like they're gonna get land with a shot that's gonna hurt them. And it's just gonna depend on who's who's got the grit to to fight through it. Uh, I'm, yeah. This I've been going back and forth with picks on this for the last like two weeks. So let's let's do the odds. Throw them out there. Um, when was Better B of down? By the way, I don't see that on box track here. He's been knocked down. Okay, I just don't. See I forget the fight. Um, they uh, I I saw the highlight and they said it on the porterway. Um, was it was it in uh, in amateurs? No, it was professional. Oh, okay. Well, why, why, well, I don't think Boxrec would tell you that he he got he, he like he hit the mat. Boxrec tells you. Does uh, it? Yeah, it tells you when people go down. Oh, I don't know. Maybe only for KOs though it does. Anyway, um, all right. So we doing. What do you want? Would you say predictions or or, or uh, odds? Odds. Okay. Um, a little surprised at this margin. Better be a minus seven fifty. Joe Smith Jr. plus five hundred. Right, a little, little bit, a little bit wide, but maybe accurate. I don't know. Um, rounds over under. It's 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 a twelve round fight, obviously for a title. But... Um, I'm gonna go eight and a half on this one. Bingo. <laughs> Eight and a half. The over is minus one fifteen. The under is minus one oh five. So okay. people are actually favor slightly favoring the over of eight and a half. Yeah, there are there are there, there's a good number of people that think this is gonna go to the cards. Um Yeah, I mean Joe Smith Jr. is just tough. He's he's a freaking tough yeah, but yeah, I mean they're both just bastards. Um, okay. Winning method. Arter Betrabiev by Decision or TKO plus 380 uh, on the cards. Better BF by KO minus 295. That's wild that it's not like Closer, something yeah. astronomical. Um, no, like, no, not it. No, like minus 3,000. <laughs> every, every fight he's fought, he's knocked the guy out. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Well, you know yeah, they're, they're, they're usually all plus pluses so the fact that it's nearly minus 300 is i think pretty crazy um joe smith jr on the cards plus 1100 joe smith jr by ko or tko or dq plus 900 um all right let's do path to victory for each guy joe smith jr I, i i think there's only one way he wins he somehow gets gets uh, um, better be in the sweet spot and opens up some kind of crazy cut like that Marcus Brown did with a head or you know maybe maybe he does it with a big jab or um, just like a rant like a, a random one punch maybe it's another head butter and maybe it's a random elbow it, he he's got a I think that's the only way he he can win this. Um, I, not saying it's it's foregone conclusion that he get that he gets knocked out, but I I don't know how he can win this. It's kind of I, I and I I don't know if this is basically um contradicting, but like he needs to control distance with that length, but also needs to be aggressive and come at better be if. So ha, I guess that's kind of contradictive. Um, 
I just think you have to be aggressive because like better be is going to take his time to pick you apart. Um, so I think you just need to, you, you need to take advantage of him being a slow starter and get bank some early rounds. If you can, if he's not going to, you know, if, if that's, if better be approach, isn't going to be to outpoint you, um, you got to take those early rounds. And I think if you just, I think if you hurt him early, but I don't know. I mean, that cut fucking hurt him early. And then he went and just flipped the switch and demolished that guy. Yeah, it's tough. I just, I think, I think the jab's important for him for, 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 uh, for Smith Jr. in this fight. And I just, I just think he's got to look, he's got to look to be as aggressive, be as, as aggressive as he can. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get that. And then for better be of, um, I think it's just same old, same old. Just keep coming forward, you know. Pay, break the guy down, break Joe Smith down. Um, and yeah. it's going to be a test for Joe Smith. How how much better be of can you take, and how much can you give back? Um, usually that math works out in better be his favor. Um, so yeah, I I do think he needs to shore up his defense because his last two fights i feel like he's gotten hit with a lot of clean shots and you know i think joe smith is bringing way more power than these other two guys so i i do think he needs to mind his p's and q's a little bit more on that end of uh of the glove but yeah i mean everything else is i mean he he fights the way he fights you know you're you're gonna have to adapt to him he's not gonna adapt to you yeah so for predictions, um, I, I'm just gonna go with with what I've seen over and over again. I, I'm gonna say better be if stops him. I mean, I I really do think Joe Smith Jr. can make this a competitive fight and can take it to the scorecards, but I just don't know if it, if that's the way it's gonna happen. So I'm I'm just gonna take better be if KO. I've gone so I've gone so back and forth, so which is crazy because it's almost like I'm talking myself into it. Yeah, I think better be if gets him in the uh, in the tenth round. Tenth, yeah, I like that. I'll, I think I'll it's one. I, I think it's very similar to the Gavonzik fight where I think he he just gets him like three times in a round, and the ref just you know he sees him on spaghetti legs and stops it. Yep, yep, that makes sense. So I don't I don't think his corner will throw in a towel or anything like that. So I think it's gonna be left in the ref's hands to do it. So. Um, wouldn't be – I know it's crazy to say because of how much we lost. I wouldn't be shocked if Joe Smith Jr. pulls off an upset, though. Uh, I would. Yeah? I, I'd be shocked, yeah. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I just – I think – I just – I just think that guy – opening a crazy cut, I don't see how. Like, I just don't – Yeah, I just think – I just think he's fought – like, I do think, you know, a, a resume matters. And, like, he has – like, this isn't his first time getting in there with an elite fighter. I feel uh, like, when you're getting hit in the face by better be of yeah, your resume doesn't mean true. shit. Yeah, fair enough. Like I said, wait, I'm probably I fought good guys. I'm I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably just trying to talk myself into it because I like because I look Joe Smith Jr. is an awesome I, guy. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like Joe Smith Jr. too. I'm just yeah. saying. And, no, you're right. I could see him going the distance. I I don't see him winning. I just that would be that would be diff- difficult for me to yeah. imagine. Um, all right. Well, we'll be there in attendance. Um, if you're going to be there, if you want a free Two Beers Podcast hat, let us know. Uh, we have a couple left, I think, maybe one or two. Um, 
So hit us up if you want one. We'll, we'll be at the world-famous Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. The house that T.O. built. All right. That puts a bow on boxing for the week. So next, um, we did an interview with our buddy. Uh, I'll save the intro. I, I got an awesome intro for him, but we're going to talk a little Stanley Cup Finals. And tonight we have joining with us a true ambassador of the game of hockey to help us cover the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You might have heard him on Sundays on his TGI Sports Talk. Uh, you may have heard him on Mondays on the Mike Richards Show in Canada, or maybe Tuesdays on his weekly full press radio show. Maybe you've seen his WWE analysis on the Nightcap Recap. You can also read his articles of the full press NHL and sports interaction. The man is like the old Hank Snow song. He's been everywhere, man. Across the desert, it's bare, man. It's Mr. Skate Every Day himself, Jim Berenger. Welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, sir. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me here. Jimmy F&B. What is up, Drew? What's going on, boys? Here we go. What is up? Uh, not, you know what? Stanley Cup Final is here. That's right. I'm everywhere. As my colleague so graciously said, I'm the voice of the NHL for full press hockey. So I'll take that and you can stamp a shirt with it, whatever you want to say. But I am everywhere. <laughs> And it is the Stanley Cup final, and I'm ready to rock and roll, and it's great to be back with you guys. I think we have our uh, Photoshop meme of the week. Yep. <laughs> um, so we have here in the finals, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning out of the east. We have the Colorado Avalanche out of the west. We have the battle of team names with no S's, as you posted er- earlier this week, Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, first time's... Only the second time ever, Drew. You remember the first? Uh, when you were doing the uh, the love boat connection thing? Uh, no, but the Heat versus the Thunder. Hear the Thunder. Anyway. No, nothing, Drew? No. What happened? <laughs> teams that don't have, where their team name doesn't end in S? Uh, is that a thing? Yeah. It, it See, is I'm a, this, this is the one with skates, so I'm, I'm out of my element now. I'm out. Of, I'm, I'm out of. <laughs> yeah, it. but the NBA is is your element, though, right? All right. That's why we. Try, that's that, that was my one chance to rope you in, and you blew it. Oh, oh, it's all right. Cry, just say Crosby, and I'll get back in. <laughs> all right. Well, he's not playing in this series, so <laughs> <laughs> sadly. Um. All right. So just a recap of how these teams got here. The Avs they sweep Nashville in the first round. They play a tight series with the Blues and beat them in six games. And then the Avs sweep Connor McJesus and the Oilers. The Lightning in the first round. Tough-ass series versus the Leafs that goes seven games. Then they sweep the Florida Panthers, the President's Trophy winners. And then they beat the Rangers in six, losing the first two and then rattling off four wins. Um... So, Jim, we were talking a little offline before. I think the, the biggest injury coming into the series is the uh, Darcy Kemper eye situation. We both expect him to be ready for game one. Um, and, Jim, here's a question for you. I don't know if you know this. Have you looked at the betting odds yet to see who the favorite is? I have. I have, and I was very shocked to see the line. Really? I was, I was very shocked to see the line. Can I see- guess? 
Yeah, go ahead, Drew. Go, go ahead. Avalanche are the favorite. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> and they're a heavy favorite. They're just not wow. like a they're not like a, a favorite. Like, okay, yeah. Well, minus one seventy five and Tampa Bay's plus one fifty. So it's uh it, you know, that I think it could go either way, but the fact that Tampa Bay is the two time returning Stanley Cup champion and the fact that they have the clear edge in goaltending, which seems always is like the factor that everyone always like kind of looks for. Uh, it's, it's it's like you said, Jim. It's a little bit of a shocker when you when you see the when you see the odds. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think the uh, I think the champs might be getting a little disrespect, just because I know you know maybe some people have Tampa fatigue and and Colorado's been expected to be here and they've been the favorites all year and and you would expect that considering a twelve and two record coming into the into the Stanley Cup Final seven and zero on the road in the play playoffs this year, but. To dis like discredit what Tampa's done, like be like, oh yeah, minus one seventy five. I'm like, yeah, if I'm the champs and I'm the underdog, sure, I'm gonna come in and play with a chip on my shoulder. You don't think these guys hear the outside noise and and see all this stuff? They they say they don't. They know they do, and they use it as motivation. Like they use the bubble. Oh well, you didn't win it. It was in a bubble. This and that. You still want a Stanley Cup. Last year is shortened season. Okay, now it's eighty two games. We're back in the final. Now what's your excuse? Like these guys use it as motivation, and the ultimate motivation is winning. And you compare it to like the NBA with the Bulls. Like they never wanted to lose; they hated losing. You yep. hate to lose when you're the champ. Man, you rattled that off the cuff way better than I was going to. That's why you're a true ambassador of the game. I would say I have it all written down in note form. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> rattled yeah, it off. Yeah, just just to recap though, as you said. Uh, and th- this is like going to be a trivia thing that like is, it, it, it's just going to throw you off every time somebody asks you because, to recap, their their first Stanley Cup twenty twenty well not their first one the first of this run, um, the season shuts down in March in tw- March twenty twenty, the season resumes in August twenty twenty in the bubble up in Canada. Tampa beats Montreal of all of all. No, teams. they beat Dallas in in the in the Stanley Cup final in no, twenty twenty. No, that was that was the next year. They beat Montreal in the final. No, the they bubble. beat Montreal last year in the Stanley Cup final. They beat Dallas in the bubble in 2020. Oh, I flip-flopped that when I you wrote fl- it down? You flip-flopped it, yeah. So they, Damn it. So brought they beat, brought, yeah, a, yeah, brought a knife you're right. to a gunfight, J.O. <laughs> oh, you're right, you're oh, right. I man. flip-flopped it when I wrote it down. See, this is why he's the ambassador. Ah, all right. So, But they, they actually won the Stanley Cup in freaking September. Like right. that is that is a weird freaking month to to win a Stanley Cup. Then they go in the off season for three months. They come back last year to start the season in January 2021. Like you said, Jimmy, 56 games. They win their second Stanley Cup versus Montreal. I I, I see that. I paid attention. I got my notes backwards this time. Mm-hmm. Montreal in July. July 6th is when they won the Stanley Cup. Another just odd odd date. You know, freaking post Fourth of July. Somebody wins a Stanley Cup. So, again, all the questions swirling. Can you make it a full 82 games? Can you make it a full playoffs on the road? And, you know, a normal a normal playoff format. Uh, and, and here we are. So, they're, and that, now they're the underdog. Like you said, they, they hate to lose. They got a chip on their shoulder coming in. Um, but let, let's, let's break this down a little bit. Uh, what's some of the key matchups uh, – you know what? What do you what are you what are you thinking 
And I, I have it written down another way too. It's like path to victory for the Lightning, path to victory for the Avalanche. But key key matchups and path to victory. Let's start with the Lightning. How, how do you, what do you think some of their keys? So some of the keys for me is going to be obviously their structure, and can their structure hold up against Colorado speed? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a big thing for me. I compare it to 2001 when the Devils played Colorado in a Stanley Cup final. It has a similar feel to it um, in regards to the Devils came in as the champs. Obviously, it wasn't back-to-back, but they played with a structure, a heavy structure. And the, the way the Lightning are winning these Stanley Cups are different ways. And this year, they've relied more on defense and their structure to carry them, especially with no Braden Point, um, who could be coming back in this series and most likely will play in Game 1. Uh, so he's going to be an X factor for the Lightning. Also, I think for them is you know I think they have the edge in in um, in coaching with John Cooper, who's been here before. It's and like he, you're reading my notes. This is so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but it's you know the way they match up. You know how is he going to put? How's Cooper going to put the Anthony Sorelli line out? With, with Kalorn and Hagel. They matched up so well against the Benajad in the Eastern Conference Final. Their assignment's going to be that Nathan McKinnon line with Gabriel Landeskog, Arteri Lekkinen, or Nichushkin on there with Kale McCarr and Devon Taves on the back end. Like, that, to me, is going to be the fun matchup to watch, obviously. And what is how does Jared, Jared Bednar counter that? Like, mm-hmm. can, does the structure of, of Tampa Bay hold up? And who's going to play the more complete game? Like, look... If you look at the Lightning, they have three victories in the playoffs this year where they've scored three goals under two minutes in the third period. You play to the final horn. Literally, you play to the final horn, and that's what the Lightning do. So I'm going to be interested to see the game within the game for me, and I think if the Lightning can score first and just play that grinding style that they played so well against the Rangers, and they don't care how they win games. That's going to be the key for if they they're going to hoist their third straight Stanley Cup and oh yeah Andre Vasilevsky's in between the pipes and when Tampa has a lead and has a chance to close out a game he in his last eight series clinchers eight and zero it's like you're reading my notes six six shutouts point two five goals against average and a point nine nine one save percentage I mean the guy's money uh yeah so all all similar things um. Kudos to you going back all the way to that Devil series. You know, noted Devil fan. That's probably why yeah. you thought of it. But I even thought just back to the the Panther series because the Panthers were, what, the only team that scored more than the Avalanche were the Panthers this year. And so they, they shut them down. I, 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 I don't – you think I would have the stats off the top of my head, but I don't. What was it? Like it was – Five goals in four games, or something to that effect, the, in the Panthers series. Yeah, it was, they gave it was not they, a lot. No, they actually the you were actually only off by one, uh, Jordan. It was they only scored three goals in the entire series. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not not pretty. Um, and same thing, it's the structure of of Tampa Bay. Uh, get get Vasilevsky going. It's like their formula is they get Vasilevsky going by funneling the other team into like the easy shots like the easy save areas which gets gets the momentum going for Vasilevsky and then he just shuts everything down from there once he gets hot um and then the other thing yeah exactly it's um John Cooper what what maneuvers you obviously he'll have the advantage at home but what maneuvers is he gonna make he's been a mastermind the past three years and also 
you know, I, I always love just the dump and chase, the four check that we see in, in the playoffs. <laughs> Sounds like me in college. <laughs> uh, um, but what are they going to – once they gain the zone and, and with, with the dump and chase, the four checking, just fire pucks at these Colorado goalies, put pressure on them because – that you have the advantage in 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 the in the net, and so make these goalies earn their stripes. You know, fi- fire pucks on that, get traffic. Obviously, I mean that's an easy thing. That's that's an easy one. But I mean, they just the crazy thing about them is they have the personnel to do all of that. They have the personnel, like you said, to grind, play their structure, forecheck, and then also to score when they get when they get the puck in the scoring areas. Um, I, I it's like. You know, you might want to see a different team. When teams, t- you have a team winning back-to-back championships and keep going. You know, the it's not it's natural to root against them. But like Steve Stamkos put in so much, so much time over the years, and so much equity built up with with the, the NHL fan base in general. Like coming back from injuries, I, he scores what forty-two this year, I think it was. Yeah, and like. He just deserves all the success that they, that they get. If they win a third cup, I'm not even gonna be mad because Steve Stamkos absolutely deserves it. No, hundred percent, he does. I mean, like you said, the work he's put in, especially all the injuries he come back from with the leg, with the knee, um, the speed is back that that he had before the injuries. Like, and this guy's been asked to do like a lot now. He can play center. He's blocking shots. When you're captain and one of your prolific scores blocking shots, I mean, that means you everybody's buying into what this team is doing. And like you said, the grinding, what they can do on, on the forecheck now. You know, Colorado's got ski, speed and skill on the other end with their defensemen. Can their defense, you know, avoid the hits and all that stuff? Um, you know, can you know will Tampa be able to break them down as as well as they did with the Rangers? You know, rest versus rust, the whole thing. So you know, Tampa's been here before. Colorado hasn't. It feels like 2015 with Chicago and Tampa when Tampa went there with this core for the first time too. So, but I like the analogy you brought up with Florida in the second round. Yeah, they they basically just shut down the best offensive team in the league, and it was like, yeah. And, oh yeah, and by the way, just go on the power play, and you're not going to do anything either. So, yeah. I mean, it's just they're just they're just methodical and mechanical once they once they get going. And I guess you know, that kind of leads us to paths to victory for for Colorado. Um, so number one, avoid all that, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. It's like it just be. They have to be the best version of themselves. Like you said, fast and skating, and that starts with Nathan McKinnon. Um, but it also is going to bleed over to their bevy of stars: Kale McCarr, um, Miko Rantanen, um, Landis Gog, uh, the, the whole the whole gang. E- even down the lineup, um, Lechtenen has been great since they traded. I I kind of slept on that trade myself, and then he he's just been awesome uh, here in the playoffs. Um, and even Nazem Kadri, like kind of the X factor for me, Nazem Kadri. Um, you know, to you, you need you need guys who are willing to get gritty, and not even like necessarily in a physical sense, but like win pucks along the boards, take a hit to make a play. You know, make make the uh, the correct play in the face of forechecking pressure. 
Uh, and Nazem Kadri and Lekkonen have been been some of those guys here in the postseason. Um, they, you know, another key to victory for them, I think, is kind of what Tampa Bay does. Make it do what you can, like you said, block shots to make it easier on your goaltending. Get your goaltending in a groove. Um, you know, if, if if Tampa Bay gets on the forecheck and gets just shots firing from everywhere, that that could be a disaster for for Colorado. Um, and I think that was most of my notes. So you didn't have a chance to uh, use your ESPN to read my notes on that one. <laughs> uh, what, what are some keys to victory for you? Uh, you know, I, I like what you have to say there. One thing I'll throw in is you got to avoid the penalty box. Um, uh, both call. teams, really, but you, you got to avoid the penalty box, especially with Tampa, the way their power play has been clicking. Um, you know, for me, can McCarr do what he's been doing, like, this whole playoffs? Like, mm-hmm. he's just, like, the play he made against McDavid in game two, he just swatted the puck away like it was nothing. Um, can they move the puck? Like, we haven't seen Colorado really have too much adversity this playoffs. Yeah, obviously St. Louis and then B- Bennington, Bennington goes down, but they were in a tight series. What happens if they trail in this series? What yeah. happens if they trail in a game? What it, like? Yeah, they were down four two against the Oilers, but Mike Smith was in net. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good point too. I meant to bring that up. This is their first real goalie and oh by the way he happens to be the best goalie um it's like they they kind of just as as we always say in boxing a bunch of tomato cans and goal um leading up to this and uh you know it's like like you said what if they trail in a big in a game what if they trail in the series but even if it's not trailing even if they're just like getting a bunch of a plus chances and vasilevsky's just throwing out there a bunch of nopes 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 and they're gonna be saying son of a bitch like getting frustrated you know like how how do they respond to that um right. it, take, it takes some mental toughness to keep going keep at it not question this what you're doing as a team as an individual um so yeah that they gotta they gotta stick with that i, I agree um stick stick to the script and you use their speed to create chances um you know what? Another thing here, Jim, in terms of the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy, you you brought him up. He's having a great playoffs. Kale McCarr is actually the betting favorite to win the Conn Smythe at plus 180. Nathan McKinnon is second at plus 210. And from there, uh, Kucherov and Vasilevsky are tied for third at plus 400. Miko Rantanen plus, uh, is 15 to 1. Stamkos 15 to 1. Hedman 20 to 1. That's pretty high i was gonna say for a defenseman but kale mccarr's the leader <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah but but when you put up 22 points in 14 playoff games you should be the favorite for the god's trophy yeah 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 exactly Though, so. i think kucherov has 25 points this postseason so uh yeah i mean but the way kale mccarr's been playing like it, he's just there's I, so much star power in this series. It's great. I mean, it's um, awesome. This is another thing we were talking about offline. Just, It's so good for the game, one, to be on these cable news networks and just to have all these stars in the biggest spotlight. Yeah, 100%. I mean, what ESPN and TNT have done this year, and now the game will be on ABC. 
every game is going to be on ABC. The star powers, the having so many big star players make deep runs has helped this game tremendously. I mean, you want to see the McKinnons, the McCars, the, the Stamkos, the Kucherov. The list goes on. Even McDavid, Drysaddle going deep as far as they did. You want to see the top names going far because that's you know what draws people and the casual fan in. So it's good to have this, and it's good the NHL wants this this matchup. You know the two best teams, you know going at it for the for the ultimate prize. And what what better two teams than do it than the defending champions who are trying to do something we haven't seen since the 1980s, win three straight cups. That was my only question I had for for this shout, segment. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to the Islanders. Right? Islanders. Um, but I will give you a couple couple of fun facts. Um, oh yeah, hit us with them. So, the Lightning are the have, you know, have appeared in the the Stanley Cup final now for the third straight year. The Oilers did it prior to that, but they didn't win. They lost the Islanders. Before that was the obviously the Canadians and then the Flyers as well. Um, you know, only three teams have had a record of 12 and two going into the Stanley cup final have won the Stanley cup. Really? Yeah. Since they've kept track of the stat, the Islanders, huh. I believe was one of them. Uh, pe- penguins in 08. Probably penguins was one of them. Yeah. yeah penguins in oh, I believe is, uh, eight or nine. And one of them had, had to have done it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, you know d- despite having all that, the team that usually is battle tested seems to come out and win it. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Any other fun facts? Um, trying to think off the top of my head because this is where it's all coming from. Um, oh man. Uh, let's see. With that you you have you even have the hockey hair you got the you got that lettuce in the back yeah oh exactly yeah, skate it's, every day skate every day baby that's it it's a monster I get, I, every day you post that I just get like I have like the mini like Tiger Woods fist pumping going on in my head I'm like yeah let's go let's go skate every day no it's just gonna be a I fun can't even series. skate but I just get pumped um it's gonna be interesting to see like how Colorado adjusts to this road game like this yeah the seven and zero record on the road but like. You know, going into Tampa, and for Tampa too, they haven't really, they've faced a good Toronto team. they faced a lot of challenges along the way. This is like a big skilled team, and it's going to be a challenge for them. And this is the biggest challenge they faced of their three runs to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that's a good point. It, easily. I mean, friggin' Montreal and Dallas, this is by far the, the best team they've, they've faced in the final. Uh, uh-huh. That's another great point. Um, all right, so let's get to the prediction time here. Uh, Drew, we want you to go first. You take you taking the three peat. You taking the the up and coming. Ba- Colorado Drew is basically the Suns, but they don't have the Chris Paul whammy holding them back. They just like actually have pretty much one of the best players. Like if Devin Booker was like Anthony Edwards is going to be in like three years. Like that's basically what what Nathan McKinnon is. I'm gonna be edgy. And I'm gonna take the Avalanche in six. Let's go, let's go. I mean, that's they're they're the favorite, so it's not really. That yeah, but Vegas fun. is just fucking with you to get you to waste your money. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I like it, Jimmy. What say you? I've been on it all year, all playoffs until somebody beats the Tampa Bay Lightning four times. How do you pick against the champs? That was also something I meant to say about Colorado. 
key keys to victory avoid the elimination game somehow right. avoid it when when the grim reaper shows up in elimination games mr vasilevsky lights out lights out it, it, it you you're already dead yeah. um me the the non-ambassador the the host of of the two beers podcast i am choosing the same thing as my co-host drew the avalanche <laughs> in six he has stolen my pick wisely stolen my pick i picked the avalanche versus the lightning to go seven at the beginning of the playoffs i'm now revising it to six um I, i'm wondering if there's something on tape in that early toronto series that they can copy because tampa was a little leaky those were a lot of high scoring games uh that series now they've since then absolutely slammed the door on on the two uh succeeding teams uh, i think i used that word correctly um and they i'm wondering if there's something they could borrow from that leaf series to crack the code and and pop in a couple goals oddly enough here for game one the odds are where'd it go um the avalanche are favored minus 155 the over under is six even at six and the over is favored at minus 115 so um game ones kind of tend to be some feel out games and teams like you said jim with their structure they a lot of times they don't have their structure kind of down pat yet because they're kind of feeling out their opponents so i like the over in that game uh game one but i'm gonna go the team of destiny i've been calling them all playoffs colorado they finally put it all together after all these years of building this squadron and i i got them in six um i mean look i hope it goes six games i really do like uh, and you made a great point, uh, Jordan, in regards to the first round because it was something the Rangers were doing to the Lightning last round before they were able to shore up the cross-seam pass is you get Vasilevsky moving side to side in that defense and keep him in there and don't let them set up their, their structure. You can you can score on, on the Lightning. They've shown that they, can, they are vulnerable to that east-west pass. Um, they've been able to clean it up some. But if Colorado can do that, that that's definitely going to be a key to success because Toronto, and, it, and it's funny because if you go watch the handshake lines, um, it was like after the Toronto series, there was a sigh of relief. Everybody's jumping up and down. After Florida and this one, it was like business as usual for for Tampa Bay. They're just like, yeah, yeah we've oh, been, we, uh, we're like, I, we've I been here, but up on that. I, it was like we've been here before. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, of course this team, of course it's, but. You know, for me, they're, they're on a mission. I, for me, it's cool. It would be cool to see a three-peat. I mean, I'm, I don't, like I said, I really don't have a horse in this race. Um, but either team I'm happy with. Uh, yeah, for, exactly. It, like I said, I mean, Steven Stamkos, I mean, hats off. If he, if he gets a three-peat, I, I will be standing and clapping. They, I mean, they deserve, Vasilevsky's amazing. Kucherov is awesome. I mean, they're, they're just a great, I mean, that Cooper is already a hall of fame coach but if he wins this one i mean you could start having crazy discussions about where he falls amongst the all-timers like um, he's just he's just such a wizard um all right so i got one more crazy thing for you okay got it all right so a lot of people have been comparing the islanders and, and lightning during their runs right so 
on their way to the Islanders' third cup. They had an elimination game, won a series in six, and completed a sweep. What did the Lightning do? They have faced an elimination game, won a series in six, and completed a sweep. Wow. Mike. <laughs> and then it ends with an av- or a, a lightning lightning win. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, that is great stuff. I hope everybody enjoyed Mr. Jim Beringer. Check him out on Insta and Twitter. The man is, like I said, he's, he's, he's the Hank Snow of the hockey world. He is everywhere. You may know the Johnny Cash version. I've been everywhere. Anyway, uh, Jim, uh, you want? Do you want to throw your handles out there? Do, I couldn't even tell you our handles if you asked us, but may, maybe you're better than us and you actually know your handles. <laughs> uh, at, at Jim Berenger on Twitter, at JerseyJim33 on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Nine both of those. Nightcap recap on Instagram. Love Doctor Sixty Nine on OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> H E double hockey sticks on OnlyFans. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah, you can follow me. Check it out. Stanley Cup uh, playoff coverage, wrestling coverage, everything. Um, and yeah, guys, thanks for having me on again and talking some hockey. Yes, sir, Jim. Thanks a lot. Enjoy enjoy the the Cup Finals. I know we will. Definitely, oh, yeah. you as well. Thank you. Here it is. And I hope you liked that interview with Jim Berenger. That was a great time. Jim, thanks for coming on again. Um, had a lot of fun breaking down that cup. Um, I know I'm going to be friggin' glued to that as much as possible. Um, I will try my hardest to be built different, as, as Drew was saying on the two-for-one, how we are just not built different. I will be slamming Red Bulls, trying to watch as much as I can. What are What's the average start times for these? Uh, they're more like in the eight to to. They're they're typically not nine like the NBA. They're more like gotcha. eight thirty. Um, now the ones out in Colorado, uh, yeah, maybe eight thirty or nine. I I don't know. That's a great question actually. Um, but that leads us to the NBA catch and shoot. We're here. We 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 broke down four game three. Five. We're we're heading into game six. Um. Warrior Celtics. What, what do you want to add on to what we what we covered in the two for one? Um, is there anything I want to add? You know, I God, I really hope Game Six Clay shows up tomorrow, just because I love Clay Thompson, man. Wins like 40. Or there's he scores like forty. Yeah, I, I think that'd just be so awesome. Like, or give him sixty, give him give him sixty and a quarter, just something nuts. Um, again, I, just sixty and a quarter. It's not a video game. I mean, he scored 39 and a quarter. Yeah, just another, like, 21 points. <laughs> um, Kerr's not going to sit him in the fourth quarter to start it. Uh, I, I, just, I just think it would be a cool story just to, you know, coming back from just two devastating injuries and uh, just living up to that game six clay hype, you know. I mean, it's not hype. It's real. I mean, he just he just is a different animal in those, those game sixes. Um I don't know, I still feel good about I don't know. I, it's like me every time we come on the pod, I just that that light uh, light switch just goes off. Yeah, and then you're you're just you're basically game six clay all the time. Yeah. Um yeah, I I still like Boston's chances here to win the finals. I think uh you know I think their role guys will play better at home and you know, the Warriors I was trying to think about it, I was like, why don't the Warriors play hard for forty eight minutes? And I think it's just they were I, I think it's, you know, the main uh you know, the main guys that are there, it was just so easy for so long. And like, 
they could not like they could afford to like not play a full game and they would just eventually get you with like that 20-0 run like it was just it was inevitable you know and i think like the habit those habits just haven't uh left the team from some of the My guys bad habits lead to late nights yeah um and uh, so I think that'll give him a chance. And then game seven, I you know my rule. Like in game sevens, I usually pick whoever's got the best player. You know, Curry's just so different because he impacts the game a lot differently than your normal superstars do. And so I just still think it's harder for him to just dominate a one-game winner-take-all than it would like a Jason Tatum. So... We'll see. It's gonna be. It'll be exciting. You you think you said you you think Boston it takes the seven, right? Yes. Yeah. War, then, Warriors and seven, and then the Warriors take it. And you would have. You you've been since we did the preview, man. You had the Warriors winning it all, and and here we are. Could be two years in a row that uh, the Two Beers podcast gets the preseason pick to to win the championship, and not the not even the trendy one. It's not like uh, you know right. we were picking the betting favorite the Lakers here. or something. Yeah, so God, the Lakers and the Nets were the betting favorites. That's wild, wild yep. times. But yeah, I think that's really all I uh, got. Yeah, listen, listen to the go for two or two for one. Sorry, God, too many twos. The two for one last night, probably our best one of the finals. Um, I just, I was fucking so on point. You guys were good, man. You and Tori both. That was good stuff. Why do you? Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta? steal my or share my shine like that i said that i was so on point uh well because it was true you guys were both good okay somebody's jealous much just stealing my shine bro i let i let you have your game six clay thing and i didn't shit on that okay fine tory was was somebody else was there we're not gonna say his name (laughs) drew you were so good good job good job buddy thank you good job you want milk bone you want milk bone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Beautiful. B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L. Um, speaking of beautiful, um, moving on from NBA to the U.S. Opens this week. So we, we've been on a little bit of a, of a heater here in golf. Uh, we, we picked the winner for the Masters. Uh, the PGA, we so close with Will Zalatoris. We did end up losing money on that tournament, but had so many that were so close, including the, uh, Willie Z. Um, but but this week, uh, the Open is at the U.S. Open's at the Country Club up in the Boston area, like uh, one of the five courses in the founding USGA. Um, I think it's the oldest Country Club in the in the country. Um, super exclusive. They just called the freaking country club. Man, I'll tell you what. This course setup, Drew. Have you seen anything out on social media? I have not. Oh my gosh! Like, the greens are lightning fast. They are straight up pool tables. The oh, fairways wow. are also pool tables. Somebody showed a fairway that was like, okay, if you crush it. And it lands two seven like two seventy two. The ball is gonna roll off of the fairway, over into the rough. If you hit it two seventy six, 
the ball is going to still roll off the fairway, but they cut the rough a little bit shorter in front of the frickin' pond. So you could crush the ball down the middle of the fairway, and if it carries too much, it's going to roll to the side of the fairway into the pond. Hmm. And the, the caption said, good shots are going to be punished this week. Um, the rough. Like, they did the thing where they stand over the rough and they drop the ball in the rough. They almost couldn't find it. It is atrocious. I don't know how anybody can swing in that stuff. People are going to break their wrist. It is so long. It, it, it looks, it, it looks scary just to watch it. Let alone, I can't imagine trying to play a ball out of there. Um, and yeah, it's just between the fairways, the rough and the greens, it's, it's going to be hellacious. I don't know how these guys are going to score. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like preemptively frustrated going in, into the round Thursday. Like, I, cause I just, they're gonna, if they keep these conditions like this, they're going to have to do something because it doesn't even look playable. It looks rough. Yikes. Um, so that being said, we've got the odds here. Um, and again, just like in the previous um, majors, I went through a bunch of the props, and honestly, this course has me so shook that like I didn't even pick any props. Like, <laughs> there was just there there was a bunch that I looked at, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. Like I it just I have no freaking clue how this is gonna play out. It's insane. Well, you know what I know about the open? What? You know why they call it the open? It doesn't matter if you're a tour pro or if you're running a driving range in West Texas. They can't keep you out. It's the open. It's the open. It's the open. This does have the feeling where someone's going to crush one in the fairway and it's going to leak into the into the lake or whatever or the, whatever it is. And Maybe we'll watch that Friday. God, it's such a good movie. Ball ball and everybody like dude just go up there drop you're up by four you know ball. no one's ever shot it no one's ever shot a 62 at the open not even nicholas so um here here's the odds uh coming into this week rory Birdie wins par ties <laughs> rory wins the rbc uh open last week um Oh, by the way, how can we forget to mention all, all the live golf guys are, are in the open. So, Phil Mickelson's on board. Um, I saw that. Um, well, see, here's where I'm keeping Don't let's. Yeah, I don't want to stretch this. Yeah, because we're going to go long. What's the. I, I thought I thought if you were part of live, you were done with. You couldn't do the PGA stuff. Yeah, but it's the open. Uh, I see. I see it's what open. you did. I see what you did. They can't keep you out. Yeah, right. You just said it. Whether you're whether you're on the PGA tour or taking that Saudi money, they can't kick you out. Love yeah. it. Love so, it. So, um, that's a big con- and that's a big. A lot of those guys have exemptions to the majors, so that's like a big thing of like, is that going to get honored? You qualify, you're in. But one thing, um, I saw on the driving range, it was like Kevin Na, and maybe maybe someone else. Hey, Brooks. No, 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 not Brooks. I forget who else. But, you know, they tried to give Jordan Spieth the head nod to say what's up, and Jordan Spieth wouldn't even look at him like uh. the live golf guys. So, like, which I kind of find interesting that they're going to be all icy about it because 
I mean, I don't know. I just, it's weird how the PGA players have become like the keepers of the PGA tour to me, like of their employer. I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. Rory has been the most vocal about it. And Rory is the favorite this week at 10 to one. Uh, JT is 11 to one. John Rahm is 12 to one. Scotty doesn't know. Scheffler is 14 to one. Xander. Uh, Scotty's on fire. <laughs> Xander Shoffley, 16 to one. And then um, Cantlay is 20. Cameron Smith, 22. Jordan Spieth, 28. Uh, and then round it out with Sam Birds and DJ at, at 20, 28 to one as well. Um, I didn't know who to freaking pick. Just again, because I just I am absolutely shook by this course. And over the past ten or twelve years, a lot of the top guys and a lot of the favorites have ended up winning the Open. You got you got to go back to like the early O's to like start to see guys like Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Retief Goosen won a couple in there. Like kind of like that that kind of that non PGA Tour mainstay to to, to win the op- the U.S. Open. So. Um, that being said, I went with some guys who aren't, aren't the top tier, but, um, again, I'm just, I'm shook. I, I'm not even recommending that you follow me on this one, but here, here it goes. Nothing. I, I think I'm going to put 10 bucks on each of these guys. Joaquin Neiman, 35 to one. Again, he's had, had some good showings in majors. Victor Hovland do knocking on the door. He's due. Um, and I tried to pick guys who were crafty, young, like had some winning experience. Like, again, not not necessarily the longest or the straightest, but can kind of put it all together is kind of what I was just kind of like dynamic players. So that's yeah. kind of what I went with. Uh, and along those lines, Max Homa, 45 to one. Uh, he has a win earlier this year. Again, he's in the middle of a great year. Um, so we're going to go with Max Homa. And then. Long shot, a guy who was hot for a minute, maybe has cooled off a little bit, but again, I don't. I'm 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 just absolutely shook. I'm just coming out of left field with this. K. H. Lee, 150 to one. Uh, that's that's what we're gonna throw 10 on there, but um, that that's what we're doing this week. This U.S. Open, I I can't imagine these these players who are gonna come to this course and say, what the frick am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Um, so we're that, that's gonna be my picks. Drew, any thoughts? Any picks that you want? Uh, your, your well, boy Kepka here is. Um, hold on, I'll get it for you. I mean, Kep- Kepka and JT would probably be my picks. Uh, JT was my guy all of last year. I mean, he had the the incredible comeback at the PGA. He's eleven to one. Um, Kepka is forty to one. Not that steep. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is. 80 to 1 everybody oh, man. He's, he's actually playing sounds like a long shot yeah I'm, i wouldn't touch him with a, with a can, I, can i tell you a story about a long shot real quick before we transition please do 1981 was the year fort washington golf club fresno california final round of the tour qualifying school tried to hit that same impossible cut three wood into the wind from a hilly lie five in a row out of bounds until you finally pulled it off and tapped it in for a crowd-pleasing 13. What a 12 when it got you on the tour. Now that was a defining moment. And the definition was shit. Greatest courts failure, Romeo. 
You may be right, boss, but you know what? Sometimes par is good enough to win. And to all, a good night. Good job. Um, all right, enjoy the U.S. Open at 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 the at the Country Club, uh, up up in the Boston area, up in Mass. Don't know what to expect. All right, um, now we got the pit stop, and then the parlay, and then we get the beer too. Uh, let me get my notes here for everyone's favorite minute in podcasting. Vroom, 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 vroom. Got to do my own my own stuff. All right. Uh, Drew, count me down in three, two, two one, one, and go. Last week, the road course at Sonoma Raceway in Wine Country, California. It's always entertaining race by nature, but sometimes the course lends itself to a little or no drama for the lead. That's basically what we got on Sunday. The 99 Daniel Suarez dominated the race, runs away with it for his first win of his career. We mentioned it at our mid-season roundup, how Trackhouse Racing hanging with the big boys, and they get another win here, the 99. So now their two cars are both in the playoffs. Love to see it. We had Austin Sindrick in the top five, but yet again, no dice this week. We're stuck on three wins for the year. It's so damn frustrating. We're down to minus 18 on the season. Brutal. NASCAR is actually off this week. I'm not sure why, but they're switching broadcasts from Fox to NBC slash USA Network. So we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Not losing money this week, baby. Love All it. right. Speaking of losing money, parlay, 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 parlay. Parlay. Um, okay. So the parlay uh, we lost thanks to your pick. The Berlanga win and um, whatever I picked came through. Um, yours, yours lost. You picked the, the Celtics to cover. Womp, womp. Was that game four? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, whatever it was, I don't know. Either way, they didn't. I don't remember cover. now. Oh, womp womp. All right, what are you picking for the parlay? Uh, gotta go better beef, right? Minus seven fifty. <laughs> basically, like Casey taking. I'd a, say that's uh, Casey Shea vibes all over. <laughs> taking taking a minus nine thousand favorite in soccer, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, do it if you want. I don't care. Yeah, let's take better BF. Or, pop- or do you want to go? Do you want to go Celtics to cover? I don't care. It's your pick. Ah, let's go better BF. Say the We're Pittsburgh. Gonna- the Pittsburgh Pirates are back to their losing ways. We they uh ever since I said they were around five hundred, they I don't think they've won a game since then. So they're they're like twelve or thirteen under five hundred. Gotcha. We, we can pile on them if you want. Yeah, let's go better BF. Okay. Um. So I'm actually going to take the over in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, which is Wednesday. So um, over six. So we'll, we'll get we, – the parlay could be over by mid-freaking week if, if that game doesn't go over. But I'm going to take it. Love it. Love it. Love it or leave it. All right. Let's assume positiones for beer number two. Two. Are you ready? I am. Three, two, one. The condensation on my beer has just leaked into the keyboard of my laptop. That doesn't seem like it could it could be safe. Not uh, not necessarily safe, but if it shorts out my computer and we don't get this episode in, it was nice knowing y'all. Um, I have a 
bottle of Miller High Life. Again, just to combat the whole IPA and milkshake, whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Doing, doing some oldies but goodies. High Life. Uh, what do you got, Drew? Uh, I got this weird, like, blue moon light beer. High moon or some nonsense. It's just... Okay. I just didn't want to rock two IPAs tonight. Be up all night. Up all night? IPAs keep you up? Yeah, man, because then I'm going to get rowdy, rowdy, and bowdy, bowdy. Wow, good reference. Um, All right. Beer two for this week, just since we had a lot of sports to talk about. And we are not yet ready to bring you Peaky Review Season 6. And oh, by the way, we will be bringing you our... Long five. lost vault. Just buckle up for that one. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one for everyone to hear. Fun, fun, fun. Super. Fun. Yeah, we watched. We, we we each got through. Well, you got through two episodes of Peaky, right? I, I did. Yeah. I got through one. The uh, the first five minutes may have had the greatest scene of television history in it. It was good. Um, it was good. Okay. Well, what we're doing tonight, rather than. Uh, review anything in particular is a top five list the two beers top five 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 hell yeah um and we are doing our top five movie champions slash championships since we've got the a, a new nba champion will be crowned before we record next week right because game seven is on sunday yep so and uh, and the NHL is is starting, and we're gonna have a new three three belt champion on Saturday night. So it just made sense to talk champions. It's championship week. Plus, we're gonna have a new U.S. Open champion. I am number one. I am number one. That's so funny. I actually a lot of our episodes singing. You know what's pretty funny? I'm I'm pretty sure that I actually yeah oh yeah for sure. I literally just downloaded that to my playlist. Like there we go. Nelly in the house. Not sure you talking about in your mouth and like you know me. Three, no one remembers. Do you like it when I shake it for you, Daddy? Move it all around. Jiggle to the, to the, to the ground. Oh, Let's roll. Number five, J.O. Who you got? Who you got? I told you. I said, ever, 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 ever since my alter ego showed up, I've just been crushing it on these podcasts. All right. Honorable mentions. I don't have any. Go ahead. I have several. Go. I had to get this one in there for honorable mentions. Teen Wolf. Absolutely love the championship scene, <laughs> especially because to this day, there in the background of the championship scene is a guy with his freaking dong out. It's great. They, they show it on, on cable TV all the time, and I'm like, why? It's great. Um, the, you know the the best part about that that championship game is like they just play the same like six plays on loop over and over again to that music. Oh, it's amazing. It's literally the same six plays, and like in between and in between he just jumps on the fat guy. Like he just keeps <laughs> do- he just does it like that's how you know it's like they only filmed like they only filmed like three minutes of like game time because he keeps jumping in the same spot on the court to the dude. Amazing. 
so good. That's um, a good one. That's okay. You should you should have put that in the top five. You might have won. I, I was thinking about. We got to start like, getting the polls back. You, you've been you've been slacking on putting the polls up. You said you were going to put the polls up. And... Well, uh, you should you and you should have known that I wasn't going to do it and just taking care of it. All right, my other honorable mentions: um, Rockies two, three, and four. <laughs> Old school. <coughs> when they have to do like all the events, and then it ends with "I see blue. He looks glorious." Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Uh, Blades of Glory, the Flying Lotus, or the Iron Lotus, or whatever it is. That's amazing. And Mighty Ducks. Those those are my honorable mentions. But now, okay. for, for my number five. Average Joe's Dodgeball. My number five. Great championship. Great champions. Uh, ESPN, the Ocho, everything about it. Jason Bateman is, is the uh, is the announcer. We have a pirate on our team. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a trouble seeing like that, Cotton. Let's see, let's see if it plays out. Bold strategy. Let's see if it plays out. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, my number five. Uh, this this is gonna be unpopular, but I'm going with League of Their Own. You ever see that movie? You talked about it. I have. I'm shocked that you put that in your. Top I, five. Did I really? I really. I did. I love that movie. I was just listening to the rewatchables with with uh, Bill Simmons on the Ringer. Dude, such He's a good movie. Playing in baseball. It's such a good movie, but dude, like even the end is like awesome. And there's some heavy hitters in that flick, man. Madonna, Rosie, lot, yeah. Rosie O, Gina Davis, even with the tooth to gum ratio. The chick who played her sister Kit, she played Tank Girl. I don't know her name, and she was in uh, Point Break. Uh, I just love the. I just love. I did my some nemesis, of mine. I did. Ba- my nemesis Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> I just love like the way that the uh, the peaches lose the champion. I I'm, I like it when the good guy when the you know the you know the um, the protagonists lose. You know, did did Dottie drop the ball on purpose when Kit runs her over? You know, the drama of that championship game, the music, the sequences. It was dude, just so Madonna sliding skirt up. I'm putting it at five, man. I love League of the Road. I could watch that every day. Yeah, Marla Hooch. Hooch. I think that's where you and I kind of die. That's fine. Even, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, that one actor who, the guy who oh, plays yeah. the scout. He passed away in the past year or two. Yeah, I know who you mean. No, it's not. It's the guy who plays the scout. He's still alive. He he was Charlie's jingle rival. How long can I forget this actor's name? I'm thinking For of, I'm thinking the orphans of... I'm thinking of someone different. Yeah, you are. Anyway, oh, sorry. my number four, and I hope you give me my flowers for this one. Ford versus Ferrari. Love the movie. How Ford goes in there and wins the championship. Um, yeah, I, 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 I put that in my top five. Yeah, that's probably going to uh, keep me alive in this poll. That one. Um, oh, I like I like it, but dude, we got I mean, we, we we got a ton of flack on on even including that movie in anything. Uh, the movie's fantastic. It's so good, ah, uh, dude. Damon Bale, oh, it was absolutely um, fantastic. I like that one. But did he? It was it, John Lovitz. That was the uh, the actor name. Um, oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Did he actually? They or they ended up making it a draw, right? No, they let the guy go ahead of him. How did that end again with Bale? Uh, the. His teammates, yeah, they let him. They let him go ahead of him. It was so that way they could have three Ford cars ahead, because and they thought they thought that he would he would be the winner. But the way it it worked out is like he actually wasn't the winner. Because, right. But they wanted they wanted to have three Fords in the picture, and that that caused him to be 
right, not right, right. the winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're there. Good one. Um, my number four. Uh, cool runnings, man. Wow, good call. I uh, again, they didn't win, but you know, the feel the rhythm, feel the ride. You it's bobsled time. You put too many in there where they're not winning, though. That that. I uh, dude, it's just a great. You know what? Uh, it's a uh, well, somebody won. They just didn't win. <laughs> um. I just love the scene, like you know, like it's like, oh my god, it's this feel good Disney movie. You're like, oh, they're gonna win the gold, and shit, they almost die in the sledding accident. And the, the four of them, they just put that sled up on their shoulders, they walk that shit to the finish line, man. Great stuff, powerful. I I, I put a lot of emphasis on like the scenes of the final scenes. Uh, that 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 gets me ready to roll. I hear you. Um, my number three, none other than Danielson. The Karate Kid. Good one. Good one. Sweep the leg. Yeah, I. I mean, I, do I need to explain anymore? No, no. I, we. Oh, we did. That was underdogs. We did. Okay, I was like, did we do this list already? This top five. I, I was wondering that too, but no. <laughs> that was underdogs. Yeah, underdogs. Um, that's a good one. My number three is D two Mighty Ducks. There you go. They win the gold medal. One, I'm surprised you you uh, have it in there for your hatred of Adam Banks. No, I don't hate. No, incorrect. And this is why it is in there for three reasons. One, Adam Banks in the shootout wins it. it gets scores his goal. Two, Julie the cat gets the stop, and then Gunnar Stahl. Let's go, Shank Del Hans. And number three, Charlie Conway, who I hate. His ass oh, was on the bench because yeah, he gave Conway. up his jersey to a guy with actual talent. And they win the they win the gold. <laughs> That's why it makes them for three. <laughs> Adam Banks was awesome. Don't ever my, don't my do bad. that. Yeah, don't do that. It's Charlie Conway's nonsense. His P, his PED using ass in the third one. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. My number two. Four passes. Four, Four. passes. Hoosiers. Um. You know, love the picket fence, and then. Uh, after he, uh, I forget the kid's name. After he ma- makes the foul shot, he will make the foul shot. Ah, oh, it's well, like Huel or like Lowell. Yeah, whatever his name. Or just is. something, uh, something absolutely just you know ridiculous. Kid goes and ma- makes the granny foul shot. You know, clinches the victory. Love it. We're gonna use, we're gonna run this play here. We're gonna use Jimmy as a decoy. What's the matter with you guys? I'll make it. Ah, that's a. Uh... That is a that is a good one. Yep. What was that right. kid's name? I was trying on IMDb real quick, trying to uh, see if I could figure it out, but no big deal. How tall uh, is that rim? Ten feet. <laughs> How far are the foul line? Sixteen feet. Whatever it is. The same the same measurements as our Jim and Hickory. Uh, what was the kid's name? I couldn't find it. There's. I there's... even brought out an extra quote to give you enough time. I could. There, there's no. They were actual. They they were actual like high school basketball players, so they don't have enough IMDb to get pictures. So I can't tell by that. Okay. Um. You know, Al Pacino was. Uh, oh no, Jack Nicholas was. Uh, originally, the guy they wanted to play. Um, no, Jack. You sorry, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. They were yeah. They wanted him to uh, play the coach, originally. Okay. Uh, my number two, Rocky three. There you go. Go Rocky thing. I think it's. I think it's. You the... ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. Yeah, yeah. You tired? I'm breathing heavy. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think the the comeback fight against is it Ollie like, who hits the hits the shot. Ollie, that's what it is. Yeah, Ollie. There you go. Good one. Good call. Um, but yeah, the comeback against Mr. T with Apollo in his corner, the rope of dope after he, and I'm, I'm actually really pissed. I tried to go back to get the punch stats and the, uh, Dan's, Dan's website is down. <laughs> I wanted to get oh, the, man. I wanted to get the punch stats for the second fight. <laughs> Miss Clubber Lang lands 187 power shots in two rounds and then Balboa comes back and wins. <laughs> um, two fun facts about that movie. I'm just going to crush you with fun facts here. I didn't realize, you know, Mr. Mr. T wasn't even a commodity. Like the, that, that, like him starring in that in Rocky is what kind of like set him up. He was he was a bouncer in a bar on like some random TV show. Um, so wait, he wasn't on the A team before that. No, no, it was after this that he became that. I'm I'm calling foul there. That doesn't even sound listen right. unless unless the guys at the Ringer are even less less <laughs> or less good about their research than we are. Yeah, it's a fun because they just did read Rocky three. Yeah, he was. Now. They were um they were looking they were looking at guy uh, at guys to play Clubber Lang and they had like it was like foot it was like video of like him being a bouncer. I don't know if it was like on like a reality TV show in the eighties or or what, but. Yeah, he was just a bouncer, and they they liked his look with the mohawk, and so he he did that. And then Thunder Hogan was in Rocky Three as Thunderlips before he was Hulk Hogan. He was in the NWA then, and then they both you know he goes to WWE. WrestleMania comes and Mr. T, man. Yeah, and also the Morgan A- A- Morgan was nineteen eighty three, and Rocky Three was nineteen eighty two. Eighty two, yeah. Wow. And also, Mor- I did not know that Morgan Freeman uh, auditioned to be uh, his trainer, Clover Lang's trainer. Yeah. Could they- so imagine that you would have Morgan Freeman in a Rocky movie. Morgan Freeman. Um, cool. He was gonna. He swore he would go out and play smart today and not go not go for the green on that short par four, but he did not play smart today, and he ended up in the water at a triple bogey. Um, what do you got? Your number one. Talk about a hole in one. Happy Gilmore winning the gold jacket. Happy, we'll get this cleaned up, and we'll come back tomorrow to putt it, and we'll go to extras. Uh, I think I'll just win it now. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. No, could it be? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got. That's my favorite championship moment in, in movie. It's it's just he's he's doing he's doing it for grandma. Um, you know, get, gotta get gotta get uh, Mrs. Gilmore's house back, and got a defeat shooter. Number one championship <laughs> moment in all of movie history. Did you, did you see what Happy Gilmore did today? No, I didn't. I was too busy winning. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is that is a good one, man. I'm glad Sandler's like. Two fat naked bikers having sex off sixteen. How much was a chip with that going on? <laughs> oh, underrated Stiller uh, role in that movie too is the uh, the the nurse at the uh, grandma's nursing home. Your fingers hurt. Well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping <laughs> <Yeah>. duty. <laughs> I'm so glad Sandler's making good movies again. Oh man, that like that seven year stretch of uh, of off. Oh my god, click uh, the one where where he's dre- where the dreaming pixels. Oh yeah, dude, just uh, yeah, Jack and Jill. Yeah, rough rough F- times 50, for fifty first dates. <sighs> rough time for Happy Madison. Uh, 
productions. His last two have been unreal, though. But um, my number one, the most famous two-on-two tournament of all time. Oh, good call. Sidney Dean, Billy Hoyle. White man can't jump. They're playing uh, or Willie Willie in flight. You should have went with Rosie Perez going. Who are you the? Uh, who are you the Black Jeopardy? What are you the Black Zorro? Um, I <laughs> uh, do the <laughs> the two the two on two tournament is just so every I'm in a fucking zone is just so phenomenal, uh, especially when they play those two guys and it's like man Opie pissing on you. Oh, he pissing on me now. It's uh, it's just pure gold to the very last play where they get it, and then Sidney Dean starts yelling out, "Why'd you dunk that shit, Billy? Fuck you, man!" Does a great movie. I I was watching it the other day, and I just, God, that movie. I I, I really hope this like remake nonsense it just gets shut down because we don't need it. We don't need this in our lives. Just keep it pristine. Just yeah, just 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 let it roll. Let 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 Sydney and and Billy just be immortalized as the only. We go in Sizzler. We go in Sizzler. Don't worry, Sydney. Hustle a lot, a lot, lot better players than you. Don't put up no brick. Oh man, good stuff. Oh, so good. This was a, this was a good impromptu top five between the singing and the quotes. Well, that's what you get when you tune into the Two Beers podcast. You get fun. 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 Yeah. I can hear Jimmy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Um, you, want, you got anything else? You, you're, you're, you're on a roll here. You got anything else? Um, nah, F this. I'm going to go in my car, get my other gun, shoot this whole damn place up. <laughs> <laughs> Big uh, Raymond. Nah, man, I'm looking forward to it. you definitely coming down? I think so, yeah. Is this a thing? You're actually going to hop in the car? I'm do and... the thing that you do and just not commit the entire time and then just show up. Just got to hop in the truck and, uh, and come on down. So, yeah. uh, I, like, listen, I got, I got, I got, well, I, I got at least 10, but there's four Nugget Nectars on ice right now for you. Ready, uh, ready to go. Right next to, right next to your payday shirt that's by your pillow. Uh, I'm sold. So, be a good time. Blood, blood in the garden. Let there be blood. All right, man. Drew, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>